It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The college football rankings came out again yesterday. Alabama status quo at number eight, but is that really where they need to be? You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel, and thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. Jimmy, the College Football Playoff Committee has released their rankings again. I'm beginning to wonder why we do this weekly, because it feels like sometimes they don't really watch. Um, Somebody's got to explain to me at this point, and I know I'm a homer. I understand this. Why are Texas and Alabama behind Oregon? Explain that to me. Um, I'm going to guess eye test. It can't be resume. I mean, Alabama and Texas have both played tougher schedules than Oregon uh, per every strength of schedule metrics I've seen. And I've looked at three different ones and all three, Texas and Alabama have played a stronger schedule than Oregon. So I don't understand. It would be different if Oregon had some big, great win. But the best I can tell, their best wins are over USC and Utah. Um, I think both Alabama and Texas have better wins. Uh, I I think they should be ahead. I looked at the old BCS rankings uh, at the behest of one of our pals. uh, Got me interested in that. And I looked up, there are websites that do that, the old BCS. In the old BCS rankings, Alabama would be ahead of both. Texas and Oregon and would be number six. So it's not Jimmy and Luke being locked on Bama homers, uh, literally the computers that evaluate such things say Alabama uh, should be ahead of both Texas and Oregon. And uh, I think just personally, Alabama should be ahead of Oregon. I'm fine with being behind Texas for now. I mean, I get the arguments that Alabama should be ahead of Texas and I somewhat agree, but regardless, of that, I don't really care about that. I care about being ranked ahead of Oregon because I, I, it j- that just makes no sense to me resume-wise. I guess it's the eye test. But if you're telling me, hey, Jimmy, look, to every objective of, of viewer, I test Oregon's better. Ask Danny Sheridan or someone like him who would be favored if they played on a neutral field. The answer is Alabama. Because even Las Vegas knows Alabama's the better team and the betting public would bet Alabama more than they would bet Oregon if it was a pick Ask Dady Sheridan. So I, I, I think I'm just – I'm really frustrated with it, frankly. But, hey, it's misplaced frustration. The focus needs to be on beating Chattanooga, Auburn, and Georgia. It does. However, I think this is a fun debate. Last night yeah. on my Sports Blitz Live program, I co-host with – a fine gentleman that I really am friends with. He's a good dude uh, named Andy and he's an old, but that's okay. Um, He's a super dude. And he is, uh, we were talking about the CFP and talking about this. And I said, you know, I said, 
really, if, if it comes down to it, if Alabama wins out, beats Georgia, and let's assume this also assumes Georgia wins out, like they don't lose right. to Tennessee, don't lose to Georgia Tech. I said, I can, I can see the discussion to get Alabama past Texas. And he was like, nope, can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Can't do it. And I said, okay, if you're going to be hard-headed about it, fine. I mean, that, but I said, I think rational people will have the discussion. He said, I, he said, I think that game between Alabama and Texas should matter. And I said, it does. It Don't does. get me wrong. It does. That's why we're having the discussion. But the, the other thing is what else should matter is the entire body of work. And this is what he said that really caught my attention. He said, I could actually see Georgia having an argument getting in over Texas if Georgia lose the SEC title game. And that blew my mind. I said, so wait a minute. What you would have is a triangle. Texas beat Bama. Bama beat Georgia. Georgia and Texas didn't play, but Texas lost to Oklahoma. And Texas played the worst schedule of those three, in my opinion. And I think Correct. the metrics will say that too. Well, so you're saying you would put Georgia in, even though Alabama just beat them. And then that sort of he, – he had some pause there. I think he didn't think it all the way through. And I, I, I was like, look – I don't mind if, if it comes down to it, if there's one spot and it's Georgia, Bama, and Texas all at 12 and one, I think you could make the argument for everybody. I would probably say Georgia has the least shot because they wouldn't be a conference champ. And then it comes down to Texas, Bama, and you can, you could, if the head to head matters that much to you, fine. But the body of work should matter more, in my opinion. I'm not going – I don't think anybody can have a hissy fit. I think right. everybody could have an argument. I don't think anybody can say this is a travesty. And that's where I was trying to get him to go is it's not a travesty if Alabama gets over Texas because Alabama won out and Texas won out. That is not a travesty. People might there, – there'll be some people who love to go over the top and be hyperbolic and say it is, but it isn't. When you consider Alabama's other wins and Texas's other wins, and also you consider Texas's loss, which Texas's loss is, is what? What if Texas's loss was to uh, um, William and Mary? I yeah. mean, would that matter to your buddy? Well, <laughs> I mean, their, their loss was to Oklahoma, who, by the way, is not in the top ten. And are not they don't have a top good. ten loss, and and, and they, they Oklahoma actually has you know a couple of losses. Oklahoma lost to a team that lost to South Alabama and Central Florida. And blown out by both, by the way. And if uh, – let's assume I, – I haven't looked at the Big 12 standings, but I think this would be correct. Let's say Oklahoma and Texas rematch and Texas wins again. Now, all of a sudden, Oklahoma's got three losses. <laughs> That's right. You know? And, and I, I, I'm a big head-to-head -head. – I get that head-to-head -head should matter. I agree head-to-head -head should matter a ton, but it can't be – the only factor, because if it is, okay, well, if we're expanding the tournament to 32 teams, who are we letting in, Oklahoma State or South Alabama? Well, Oklahoma State. No, but South Alabama won. They beat them. Yeah. I mean, that's why you can't have head-to-head -head being the, the only, only thing. Yeah. The only thing. It can't be the only thing. I think the fact that Alabama would have won the SEC is a bigger deal, in my mind, than Texas winning the Big 12. And no, I think a lot of neutral observers would just what's more impressive winning the SEC at 12 and one or winning the big 12 at 12 and one, the vast majority are going to say winning the SEC uh, and Texas has a bad loss. Alabama's loss is not bad. 
unless Texas wants to admit to being bad, and they won't because they're not. But Oklahoma, I wouldn't say is a bad loss, but like you said, Luke, if Texas beats Oklahoma again, they're 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 ten and three at best, uh, and, and they hadn't even got there. So I, I'm I'm fine. I, I, I think if Alabama beats Georgia, they have a really good argument over Texas. I really do. But the main argument they have is over Oregon, who I suspect will win the Pac-12, uh, maybe with only the one loss. But I think Oregon wins out and wins the Pac-12, and they're very good. Uh, I'm not dissing them at all. I don't think it's a diss to say you're not top four. But in my mind, Oregon is the team. Put it even this way, Luke. If Georgia beats Alabama, we still have a problem. Georgia, Michigan, and Florida State could all be undefeated. And one loss Texas or one loss Oregon. Somebody's out. Somebody's or, out. Or Who's one loss Ohio State. Yeah, but they're not conference champions. I mean, they they wouldn't right. be conference champions. I'm just saying Texas and Oregon could be one loss conference champions, and one of them is out. And who's that going to yeah. be? So it's not really just an Alabama argument. It, it this this is for real. One of those is getting left out. In my opinion, hasn't changed. It should be Oregon. Texas has played the yeah. tougher schedule. Now, and we won't get into this right now because we got other stuff to do, and this is for another day. Last night, I had several people say, that's why this is, we're going to 12 teams. And I said, see, that to me, it's – first of all, 12 teams is too many. If you want to say this is why we're going to six teams or eight teams, I'd buy it. But the other thing is I love the debate. I would rather leave somebody else out that people consider possibly deserving than let three teams in that we know aren't deserving. That's my take on it. I know we're going to 12. I know it's not changing – I, and I accept it. I'm fine with it. I'm just saying to me, um, it's not like, you know, when people talk about uh, why they're anti-death penalty, boy, I'm getting kind of morbid here, but while they, they say they're anti-death penalty because they're like, I don't want one innocent person to die because of a mistake. That's fair. But we're not talking about the death penalty. We're talking about college football playoff. And I think it's okay to have a debate. Just like last night, another thing we discussed that I said that, that bothers me so much that Michigan is saying we need due process to figure out exactly what happened. This isn't a criminal case. This is we caught you red handed. This is not a court of law. This is the NCAA handling this and they should fix it. But they're not because they're a bunch of wusses. So meanwhile, Jimmy, when we come back, we're going to talk about should Alabama rest and recover this weekend with some guys, or should they go ahead and keep the momentum going? We're going to debate that here in just a second. We may not debate it, maybe on the same side. Regardless, though, I am going to tell you about eBay Motors. You know I love eBay Motors. Uh, eBay Motors, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and much, much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered, baby. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit or for your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, you're not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you really want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win that you so desperately want. Keep, a, keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. That's ebaymotors.com. Go check them out. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Jimmy. Um, You know, there was a collective gasp at Kroger Field when mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Milrow, uh, kind of Jalen Hurts, got uh, easy got to hurt. do. And it, I say hurt, not injured. Um, uh, and on the first drive, I think it was, or maybe the second drive um, against Kentucky. And people were like, I mean, it's so funny because, you know, seven weeks ago, people been like, phew, mm-hmm. now we get to see Ty Simpson. Now everybody's like biting their fingernails. Um, but there, there, there's been some talk about, I mean, I had a couple of friends with me go, man, I almost wish he wouldn't play against Chattanooga. Now, let me just give you my take, and then I'll let you ramble. I want to play everybody we can that's not injured. Now, Deontay Lawson, sit fine. Uh, Jalen Key, sit fine. These guys missed the last game. Um, is Jermaine Burton going to be completely healed uh, from his sickness? Also, I mean, I assume so. He so, is. So, he practiced yesterday. Okay. Well, then, fine. Play him. Um if you can play, then I want you to play. And the reason is Alabama's got that mojo going right now. They've got momentum. They are enjoying the game of football, American football. There's laughter. There's uh, after the the games when you interview Jalen Milrow, he's now got this new thing where he does roll tide to end every interview, and he does it sort of differently. And he's got this smile that is just infectious. It is awesome. Um and he's just loving life right now. Let him continue to love life. Let him continue to be on this role. And I don't want – I'm fine with even him playing into the third quarter. If Alabama is up 40 to nothing at halftime, there's going to be a lot of folks saying, don't put him back in. I'm not going to be one of those folks. I'm going to say play him a couple more series, then let the other guys in, Ty Simpson and maybe Lonergan, whatever. Um, but I'm pro keeping the mojo going. Uh, if my two choices are, uh, first of all, I'm going to give a lawyer answer. If my two choices are rest and recover or keep the momentum going, uh, I'm with you hundred percent. Keep the momentum going. I think it's the right decision. I like the kids being on a, a schedule and being on an itinerary and being on, uh, Uh, this order of events that doesn't need to change. They need to keep their regular routines because, again, the goal here is to play well at Auburn and then play your best game of the year in Atlanta. Uh, I don't think uh, changing their schedules, changing the way their body clock is working um, is is helpful. So I'm with you 100%. Keep the momentum going. I'll just say, similarly to to what Luke said, I I think there's a case-by-case basis of who's injured and who's bumped and bruised. And I wouldn't play anyone 
that I feel would benefit would benefit from a week off due to being hurt hurt or injured. If if you feel if Jeff Allen feels it would it's more benefit than harm uh, by letting this person sit, then by all means sit them. Uh, it is Chattanooga. I don't care if we win the game. I know some fans out there are going to raise holy hell unless we win that game 45 to three or worse. Uh, I'm not like that at all. I just want to win in advance. Uh, and, and if that means playing a lot of backups or, 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 or being flat or what, what, just win the game and move on uh, to Auburn. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't have to be a shellacking. Uh, we're not getting anywhere with this committee anyway. And I don't think beating Chattanooga 86 to nothing is going to change our rankings. So I'll be really mad if beating them 30 to 17 affects the rankings If beating them 80 to nothing wouldn't affect it either. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think keep the momentum going is the right answer. Uh, but at the same time, uh, in consultation with Jeff Allen about, okay, would this person benefit uh, and, and then be fresher for Auburn? And I said, well, well, wouldn't they all be fresher? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, like Luke said, Jalen Key and Deontay Lawson were so injured I would imagine them getting the week off makes sense. Jalen Milrow probably needs to play unless he has an injury. I, I thought it was a bruise that it's never been said by Alabama. I'm just using my own medical diagnosis. It looked like a thigh bruise to me, but a significant bruise that probably hurt like hell Saturday night and probably into Sunday. But he was on the practice field Monday. I think he's fine. And uh, Jermaine Burton is over his uh, his flu bout or whatever it was. Yeah, and probably that stomach thing. thing that you had. A lot of people had stomach issues, and I know you had a stomach virus recently. Uh, Jermaine was probably. Let me tell you what, man, that thing hit me like a sack of hammers. Let me also say this: apparently, uh, this is apropos of nothing we're discussing. But I did have a friend of mine reach out and say, "Well, did your team win the soccer game?" Uh, yeah, my team won the soccer game. We won the championship. So uh, I'm, I don't know if I actually said we won it. We did win it. And uh, what was funny was, uh, and this is one of the reasons I never like soccer. I'm coaching it because I have a daughter who plays it. And um, I actually have a 16 year old daughter who plays it and loves it too up in Ohio. But um, my, my daughter, uh, her team's pretty good. My, I mean, my seven year old yeah. daughter is pretty See? good. I'm going to pat her on the yeah. back, but I'm going to say this, that uh, the, one of the reasons I don't like soccer is because we, it was, a, we were in the championship division. It's a three, it's a four team round Robin. And we had already beaten the other two teams. We were playing the uh, the final team, and if we beat them, we clearly win. If we tie, we beat everybody on points because you get a point for a tie. And if we lose, there's a three-way tie for first. They score first. My team scores in the third quarter. Yes, their quarters in this soccer. And in the fourth quarter, this is me being a coach that I don't like coaching this way, but I said, guys, I don't care if we score. You can't let them score. If you don't let them score, we all win the championship. You should have seen their little seven-year-old eyes like do like this. I mean, they just blew up. I mean, it was so Champions. cute. But but then they played some serious Bama 92 defense that uh, I love. So, yes, my team did win the soccer championship. because Luke, Luke Ted Lasso Robinson. Ted Lasso. I'm going to put a picture up of it here in just a minute. Um, when we come back, Jimmy, I do – I mean, I know everybody loves football this time of year. I know it. I know it. I know it. But, boy, I'm giving this basketball team some love one way or the other, and we're going to talk about it when we come back. Right now I want to tell you about FanDuel. Look, I've got my little FanDuel app pulled up right here. There you go. Alabama 
is a 44 and a half point favorite against Chattanooga. The over under weirdly is 50 and a half. Uh, so <laughs> you better hope Alabama scores a lot of points, but uh, I would, I'm going to lean Chattanooga. 47 to three, 47 to three. That's what they're saying. If it's 40, yeah, if it's 47 to three, you need Chattanooga in the under. Not bad, but you can also score early this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app really is so easy to use. I got it pulled up right here. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads and player props and over-unders and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get that kick kick off the NFL season and finish up the college football season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. And because I forgot it, there's a little crawler thing, FanDuel.com slash locked on. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So, Jimmy, last night, did you go to the basketball game? If you did, just give us a report. Tell us about it. I did go to the basketball game. Uh, what I was mostly impressed – I mean, obviously, you got to start with uh, 100 points scored three games in a row. I mean, you got to start with that because it hadn't happened since before Bear Bryant worked at Alabama. That's Or before Bear Bryant coached at Alabama. I, that's incredible. Uh, but I'm starting with the defense because I, I think it was Alabama's best defensive performance of the year. I think that was more what Nate Oates had in mind defensively. I was really impressed with the interior guys – Defensively, I thought Pringle uh, and and uh, I'll tell you who's, who's surprising me a little bit because my, my, maybe my expectations were a little low. But Mo Wagee, Wagee was 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 Betty Alco like I thought defensively and even scored some. Uh, I think Wagee is really going to help us. I wasn't sure about that, but but he looked very good. Uh, of course, Mark Sears had had an outstanding game. He could have scored a lot if he just if we just gave the ball to him and said, "Hey, go score." I think he could have scored all night, but. Uh, Sears, Estrada, good. Grant Nelson a little off last night. I, I, you know, he came out of the locker room really late compared to the rest of the team and just didn't get any shots to fall. And he looked fine. The effort was good. Uh, I, I just felt like Grant Nelson just had one of those off nights that happens to basketball players, period, uh, where, hey, some nights you just throw the ball up and it just doesn't go in the hole. And uh, I, so I thought Grant sort of fought it a little bit, but, hey, he's got a great team around him. Just a, another – the fact that Alabama can score 100 points sort of win what I would call an autopilot. Now, they they were – there was good effort. There was good effort. I, I don't mean to minimize the effort by saying autopilot. I'm just saying this team hasn't been challenged yet, and they probably won't be challenged Friday against Mercer. Uh, I think this team's going to be 4-0, and then it gets real one week from Friday when they play Ohio State and Destin. Then, then, then we'll know. But uh, I'm really excited about the potential of the team – but you really won't know until you play somebody good. Yeah, and I'll say this. Uh, A&M, Texas A&M has already beaten Ohio State, just FYI, for those who don't know. So Ohio State is a big name. I, I don't know that they're going to be like vintage Ohio State or anything. They, they don't right. have a 
Greg Odom, who was uh, 72 years old when he played for him, he was, I think he played against Bill Russell for an Explains why his NBA career didn't work out very well. Probably, probably. Um, but yeah, I, I was impressed. I didn't get to watch the game. I, get, I got to see some of it on my phone because I was doing the Sports Plus Live program last night. Uh, but I'm with you. What I noticed was Grant Nelson was off. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm okay with that because other people were forced to step up. I thought Rylan Griffin played very well. Um, he looked good. Like he, he sort of getting into his flow. Uh, Sam Walter uh, had, had some nice moments. Um, but I think it's good that this team is finding its way. It's, um, it's the only team I think in the NCAA this year that has scored in over a hundred points in all three of its games. So sure, that's true. Yeah, that's pretty doggone good. I mean, this team's just going to be a lot of fun. The one thing I'd say is, look, if you are available to go to the game, go to the game. There were some empty seats there last night, and I get it. It's a 7 o'clock South Alabama on a Tuesday night. It's not exactly perfect uh, timing, but this team deserves your love and respect. And it also sounds like Darian Reed is leaning more to Alabama again. It sounded like he was going to Alabama than Georgia. Now it's maybe back to Bama. He should be committing. I'm going to say, you know, within the next seven to ten days is my guess. I mean, it could be even sooner than that. And if Alabama were to get him, that's another five-star in the class. And so uh, this thing's going to keep rolling. Nate Oates has got it going on. And I know there are people who just love us to talk about football, and we love football too. But this basketball team is worthy of a ton of discussion. You land Darian Reed, and you're, you're recru- we're recruiting at a Kentucky level. Correct. I mean, a Kentucky level. Not not best in Alabama history. That goes without saying. <laughs> that's that's by a metric mile. But Alabama recruiting basketball at, at a Kentucky level – you just can't say enough things about Nate Oates and what he, what he's meant to Alabama, and but and and the talent level is just just crazy good, and that's why Alabama's once again going to be. I feel like it's I'm in good competition, but I feel like I'm looking at a team that's going to contend to win the SEC. Not definitely, of course, uh, there'll be a lot of good teams, but you just want to be a contender, right? Like, hey, this team's got a chance to win the league, and and they do. I, I feel so. I'm really excited about the prospects. Are you going to go Friday night, Jimmy? That's the plan. Uh, I don't have tickets at this exact moment, but yeah, yeah, that that is the plan to go Friday night. Okay. And of course, Saturday to the football game. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for today. Uh, Oh, I should also say, we talked about soccer earlier. Just want to give a shout out to, uh, speaking of soccer, Friday night, also at the same time a Mercer game, I believe Alabama soccer plays North Carolina in the NCAA tournament. And, uh, in the second round of the NCAA tournament and North Carolina is a soccer powerhouse. Uh, Alabama decided underdog in this game, but just congratulations Alabama soccer team for making the NCAA tournament back to back years. That hadn't been a thing at Alabama soccer until recently, but they made the tournament back to back years and are playing the somewhat equivalent of Georgia bulldog football. I mean, that's kind of what they're taking on uh, in the second round. So it'll be fun and good luck to them and, uh, and roll tide to the soccer team. That's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, probably with the prediction show tomorrow, I think. But we'll see. Until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 